podcast dedicated to retracing our youthful journey through the Star Wars Expanded Universe, one book at a time. Yeah. And this week, our book is Darksaber by Kevin wow. J. Anderson. It's the second in a unnamed loose trilogy? Yeah, is I'm not sure. I'm not totally sure how we would understand these books' connections <laughs> to one another. <laughs> yeah, that's something maybe to talk about. I mean, other than it continues the story of Callista, maybe it's the Callista trilogy. The Callista trilogy. I mean, the book I have is from, is the paperback edition from when it was released, and nowhere does it say it's part of, like, a series. I think it may have been, like, books. retroactively considered a trilogy. Yeah, I guess maybe that's Because it doesn't feel super connected to the previous, no. which is other not a than, like, No, not at all. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, it, for those uh, listeners who have been with us for a while, you know that we did a lot of Kevin J. Anderson in the front, and then we had a long yeah. Kevin J. Anderson hiatus. Anderson break. So this is really a return to yeah, Kevin to J. Our Anderson. Roots. Yeah, because <laughs> for me, certainly, my roots yeah. in the Star Wars universe are Kevin J. Anderson. J. Anderson, um, yeah. I think for a lot books. of people, I mean, they say in the back of this book, there's a Starlog quote that says Anderson has all but assumed the title of Chancellor of Star Wars University that he's like he's the man and that's back in like 1997 or whenever this paperback came out so that's pretty strong he's I think he's considered at least at this point when this book is written like the godfather of yeah I think sort of for better or for worse like he laid down the terms of what yes. a Star Wars novel is and does yeah, and it, there are pros and cons to that. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of sort of the Kevin J. Anderson hallmarks are present here. Uh, yes, there, all of them. <laughs> there is travel, right? We are ping-ponging. We're bouncing around. <laughs> we are not in one location there for more than two pages. There is a frenetic energy of movement. Yeah, there's movement. There is a super weapon, which he pokes fun at himself for at the beginning of the book yeah someone even says like oh not another super weapon but there's a super weapon it's just like another death star <laughs> yeah they're, they're just like oh can you even uh what else is there there's nightmarish details kevin janderson yes. loves a good he's good at that yeah. nightmarish detail and they're very effective nightmarish details yeah there's a lot of tying in of characters from other yeah books and there's other quotes from the movies Lots of movies. Although, I, it wasn't as bad as some of the other ones, no, I think. No, it wasn't as bad. But, and we go to Tatooine <laughs> go to, and we go to Hoth. Oh, we go to Tatooine and we go to Hoth. <laughs> and I can't wait to get to Hoth because I have a lot of questions <laughs> about I, Wampa's social group. <laughs> cannot answer a one of them. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to throw them out there to the universe and maybe one will come yes. back. <laughs> who knows? You just gotta put it out there with love and hope. You just gotta hope. Don't give me an answer. So, and there's about, like, conservatively 18 plot lines, three of which matter. Yeah, at a certain point I was like, okay, this is, these are the only things I have to worry about. At a certain point, because I I texted you 
earlier today, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I was like 25% of the way through the book. And I did make it, but a lot of that had to do with figuring out, like, okay, which are the plot lines that matter? And just completely skipping. Like, anytime I started a a chapter and it started with, like, Carrick's Medine or whatever, I'd be like, nope. (laughs) Farewell, friend. (laughs) You are... It turned out farewell. Yeah, farewell. You're not. You're Bye-bye. not gonna make it. He's the. I. I think he's the bearded man from Return of the Jedi. Who like he's in Jedi? I'm pretty sure. Oh. You know that bearded guy who's like leading the Battle of Endor. Yeah. And he looks like super late seventies, early eighties, like. Yeah. I think that's him. Oh well, he came to a bad end. He did come to a bad end. I'll but yeah, that. I it, it, any chapter that. that started with like him or Wedge or... Yeah, Wedge and Quizook. There were like, a couple of those. I was like, I don't need to hear your point of view on anything no. that's happening here. <laughs> You're not going to intersect. No, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man. Recapping this one is going to be a real bear. Yeah. I, I Let's just like nitty gritty... The four big plot lines. Okay. So, one major plot line is that Callista is still cut off from the Force. (laughs) Can't use the Force, can't use her powers. And so Mm -hmm. Luke takes her on a vacation to try to reconnect her (laughs) with the Force. I already can. (laughs) And at the end of their vacation, they Mm go to help. Uh, fight where the Imperials are attempting to destroy the Jedi Temple mm-hmm. um, on Yavin 4. And then Callista's like, well, that vacation was a bust. I'm out of here. <laughs> and That's basically it. <laughs> she leaves. They also go to Hoth at one point and fight a pack of Wampas. Yes, that's part of the vacation. That's part of the vacation. <laughs> And Dagobah. They go to Dagobah. Yeah, well, first first Luke takes her to, like, a really nice resort. And she's like, this is great, but it's not going to get me back in touch with the Force. You should take me to the places where you learn to use the Force. And he barely learned anything anywhere. So first they go to Dagobah, and bats attack them. And then they go to Hoth. And they fight. What did he learn on Hoth? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's because that's where Obi-Wan told him to go to Dagobah. That's the first time he had, like, a full vision of Obi-Wan. Okay. <laughs> and so they go to Hoth, and they try to help some Wampa poachers escape a Wampa herd, including the <laughs> Wampa whose arm Luke cut off yeah, when Empire Strikes I mean, Back. I can make a list of questions we can answer, but, like, how long do Wampas live? What are their social groups like? Mating patterns. <laughs> yeah, just, I want to know everything. There's I mean, no they're probably mammalian. Um, yeah, and they seem pretty smart. Yeah, so I don't know. So that's Luke and Callista. Um, yeah, and I mean, then we're gonna have to get into detail about. Yeah, that. obviously, but I think with a Kevin J. Anderson book, you just want to hit yeah. some broad strokes. So yeah, that's Luke and Callista. We also reconnect with Admiral Dalla, who we last saw in the Jedi Academy trilogy. And this is, we're like maybe a year after the Jedi Academy. Yeah, it's not very long afterwards. Um, and she's not dead. Um, but she's hooked up with Pelinor <laughs> from the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, they were just um, that's not his who's. name. Um, 
this really feels like a real season finale episode of a Star Wars <laughs> it's like book. A season finale. People are just popping up everywhere. Um, and uh, they're both pretty concerned about the state of the Empire. Um, and it turns out that, that they kind of agree that the sort of like factions of warlords who we've run into like in every single book yeah. that takes place during this time um, are, are the big problem. Yeah, like, like um, these guys are just screwing up the whole Empire thing for us. Yeah, and so they end up murdering all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> um, and kind of teaming up uh, to try to take down the New Republic. Yeah. Done. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work. Yeah, they fail pretty heavily. Yeah, they um, they lose. And then at the end, Admiral Dahl is like, I am obviously terrible at this. Pelinor, you take the wheel. <laughs> Pelinor. <laughs> <laughs> that's not his name. That's what we're going to call His name um, is Fred yeah. And so the other sort of villainous plot is that Durga the Hutt is back. I can't believe <laughs> that knew? dude made it this far. <laughs> We've seen him again. Um, Durga the Hutt is back and he uh, is real excited about this plan of his that he's like run into this guy named Bevel. <laughs> that's his name, right? Sure. And, Bevel was like one of the other people who were designed. I have a, Death a Star. note that is like, how many people designed the Death Star? It's there is maybe a cutoff like, point. Roughly fifty people have had their hand. Yeah, in no, I was. This Death there's Star. a there's a line in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when Spike, my favorite vampire, first gets introduced, yeah. and he's like coming down on some other vampire who says he was at the crucifixion. He's like, look, if every vampire who says they were at the crucifixion had been at the crucifixion, it would have been like Woodstock. And I'm getting to that point with (laughs) the designing of the Death Star. Like, if everyone... like, everyone wanted a piece of that. If everyone who was in charge of the Death Star was in charge of the Death Star, it would have been like Woodstock. Because we've had (laughs) Quee, this guy, like a list of five people in the last book. Yeah, like a billion people have had their hand in design. And the then, Death of course, Star. there's Tarkin. Like, and Tarkin, yeah. You know, he's not a bug. Um, he comes so up So, anyway, Durga has met up with this guy and has somehow figured out how to build. Yeah, he's a, like, I not, want you to build me a Death Star. Right, a super, a super weapon. And he calls it Darksaber. That's the title. Yeah, because it's not shaped like a sphere, book. it's shaped like a no, lightsaber. Yeah, but it's a. It's and, a the, and the death beam <laughs> comes out of the thing. I thought they were being real cute. They really did think they were being cute. Um, So, yeah, he and he is sort of playing games with the New Republic. Um, Yeah, he's really, he's a real schemer. He's a a real schemer. (laughs) He's scheming around. Um, And, yeah, they try to use this weapon and it gets hit by an asteroid. Does it? I don't know what happens to it. (laughs) It doesn't work out. It doesn't work. None of the villains' plans work in this book, even remotely. It gets destroyed. And, like, it gets destroyed through their own kind of folly. Like, he didn't test it or calibrate it or something. No. No. They didn't didn't plan for this. Yeah, they screwed it all up. Um, And then Han and Leia are mostly just dealing with hot stuff. They're dealing with hut stuff. Yeah, there's a battle at the end. At the end of the book, they end up uh, battling at Yavin Four um, with all the Jedi. Yeah, a couple. Well, Do- Dorsk. Oh yeah, Kip Duran. And- Kip Duran and Dorsk eighty one go on a road trip, which is yeah, maybe some of trip. the more interesting part of the book for me. Yeah, kind of. They go to Dorsk's home planet. Yeah. 
um, which is what was gonna, which was the first planet that was attacked by this new super weapon. But Doris Gaty One ends up dying, which is like it was, it was very sad. sad. Yeah, Doris Gaty One and Kip, Kip was himself. real broken up. Um, but yeah, we see a lot of the Jedi, um, the Jedi Knights from Jedi Academy, like Tion and Sheen. No, is that his Shreen. name? Shreen. Um and Sigal. Uh, Sigal and uh, Cancel. Uh, you saw. Yeah, so like a bunch of them are popping and out. Hard bitten um, Cancel. You saw. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Cancel. You saw uh, would survive Deadwood. Based he on would survive that Deadwood. He is always described as hard bitten. <laughs> we, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but we have invented this game <laughs> that we play called Who Would Survive in Deadwood? <laughs> it's an HBO television HBO series. HBO television series. Deadwood. And we just pick random characters or real people and go, would they would survive they Deadwood? Them? And usually the answer is no. Most don't. I mean, it's a tough Most place. Most will not. It's a tough place. But Luke Skywalker, who... firm no, no on Deadwood. Callista, hell no. Absolutely not. Firm no on Deadwood. Han, I think we're 50-50. Yeah, it he could. Depends who, it, maybe, I think it depends who he hooks up with. Yeah, who he falls in with. Yeah. I, you know, I think I Deadwood think has like, kind of a Narshada thing going on it does kind of have an arch i think if he falls in with like al he may be fine yeah i don't know if he could roll with sai no i think that han and sai would not they would not get along very they would, well I think but he, i think i think he could be like a dan like i think he could i don't know or if he, silas more silas oh yeah i was like he's a, he's a little light on murder to be a dan <laughs> he's a little light on murder dan's <laughs> a real true. regular murder guy <laughs> yeah, maybe Sai. But, or but Cam Solusar would survive Deadwood. I'll tell you who would, would not survive, survive Deadwood. Deadwood. Tion. <laughs> yeah, no, Tion barely survives this book. Yeah. Like, the treatment of Tion is had me so angry. <laughs> and I'm so I mad. really want Tion to get her own book where they explain, like, why she's chosen this life at the Jedi Academy what she's getting, how she's fulfilled. Yeah, because she's described In a by... way that honors her journey. She's only ever who described des- by men. She's only ever described by men. I forget who describes her in the book, but they're basically like, she's uh, the crappiest Jedi we have, but she's so <laughs> sweet and she's beautiful and like tells good stories. So yeah, she's like, she's like our Wendy. Yeah, she is like the Wendy. <laughs> she's like, taking care of these lost boys. Yeah. <laughs> The windy of the Jedi Academy. <laughs> but it's so sad because she works so, so hard. hard. Like, the she... descriptions of her in the book is that she's the hardest working person. She works so much harder. At the Jedi Academy. Than anyone. Anybody. Anybody. God forbid Luke lifts a finger to do anything. <laughs> He's the barely Academy. there. He's on va- He's too busy on therapeutic He's on vacation. <laughs> therapeutic vacation at a resort, a comet resort, and then terrible places. <laughs> He's just like on vacation. <laughs> He's on vacation. Yeah, maybe we should talk about their vacation more since we're already on that. We gotta find I mean, a way we should in. Just talk about well, yeah, we should just talk about Luke and Calissa. And... They're a terrible couple. Okay, so this is just for clarification for myself. So at the end of the last book, the Children of the Jedi book. Yes. Calissa like assumes the body of that other lady Correct. who was like his Cray, who was like his sort of student. student. So she looks like Cray. Yes. Right? And okay. Tion is the only person who is freaked out by that. Well, because Tion's the smartest person in the whole book. 
<laughs> but yes, the smartest, saddest person. She is 100% just embodying, just in Cray's body now, moving with Cray, looking because through Cray's eyes. So much about like how gorgeous she is. Which they talked about that a lot with Cray too. Like, yeah, they did. But he didn't write that book. No. <laughs> like, it just continues. But yeah, no, this is a woman who they all knew for years. And yes. then she th- sacrificed herself and dies on a suicide mission. And then someone else comes back wearing her skin and is like, hey, I'm a new person now. And they're all like, great. Nice to meet you, total stranger. How's it going? And Tiana's yeah. the only one who's like, you look like Cray. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is not great. I have some questions. <laughs> I'm really bothered. Why are you yeah. wearing my friend's body? Right. And she's super insensitive about it, too. She doesn't feel yeah, at all she like... she give a crap. She doesn't feel at all bad or conflicted about the fact that she took someone's body. Like no. It wasn't like Cray told her she could. No, she just did it. Yeah. She's, I think she's a psychopath. I think she's a complete <laughs> psychopath. I think she's the villain of this book. She, to me, I hated her. <laughs> she is also so whiny. Like, she's so whiny. I'm also like, you were a ghost woman stuck in a computer for 30 years? Yeah. However long she was in that computer. She lost her Jedi powers. But she gets to be a person sucks. again. But you're a human with a body. Just be happy. Like, what, a, what is enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> what more miracles do you want? <laughs> how much do you demand from the universe? Also... I don't know how much time this book takes place over or how long it's been since the last book, but they go to a comet resort. Then they go to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Hoth. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Callista says, quote, we've tried everything. We've worked all this time, but accomplished nothing. The force has abandoned me. Its currents are diverted around me so that I can't touch them. Quitter. Yeah, she's a big quitter. Huge quitter. (laughs) There's a joke in the the riff tracks for Empire Strikes Back where they're like, the Skywalker family motto, if it can't be done on the first try with minimal effort, it's not worth doing. And that is crazy. That is, yeah. And also, like, Luke has an obsession with her being a Jedi, like... It seems like their relationship hinges on the fact that she has to get her Jedi powers back. Yeah, Luke talks about being so in love with her, but he's definitely not turned on unless they can also be touching through the Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Multiple touching. Yeah. And... <laughs> well, because that's how they fell in love the first time, because she was just vapor. She was just <laughs> yeah. a ghost woman. And then... Ray thinks that Luke can only be with her if she's powerful in the Force because she wants him to have Jedi babies. She's like, it's very important that whoever you're with be someone who can give you strapping Jedi children. Oh my god. So Luke... (laughs) This is crazy. Luke cannot have children. No. Luke's not responsible. Callista can't be a mother. No. This is bananas. These are two fundamentally selfish people, incapable. They can barely run the school. They can't go on vacation. (laughs) They can't go on vacation. Yeah, they're there for like a day. They can't handle being on vacation. Everywhere they go, 
terrible violence befalls them <laughs> because they are incompetent vacationers. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, and good because Luke doesn't deserve to take a vacation. No, he's never worked. He's worked a day in his life. <laughs> not worked a day since Uncle Owen died. Yeah. Also, his perception of like what happened is so warped <laughs> because there's like a scene I forget he's talking to Callista about something and he's talking about or it's about Obi-Wan and he's talking about how like he was like nervous about telling Emperor and Uncle Owen about like Obi-Wan training him and I was like Obi-Wan didn't train you before they died you had like a conversation with him at his house and Obi-Wan offered him. to train you and you said no said I'm gonna no. stay here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Join the academy with Biggs, and, my best friend. And then they died. Oh my god! And Luke had two other best friends on Tatooine. And yeah, Callista says, "What happened to them?" And he's like, "I don't know. I wonder if they're still there." You've been back to Tatooine eighty-five times. Yeah, you never you checked them in. Gone and knocked on their door. You were there last week for yeah. no reason. God knows what. No yeah. reason that I can discern other than just to be on a stupid adventure with Han. And to go to Obi-Wan's house and beg Obi-Wan's ghost to talk to you again, even though he made it real clear he wasn't taking your calls anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that was pathetic. This is Obi-Wan. I can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> this is Obi-Wan. It's never happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we did see the Bomar monks. Again. We did see. We did get some Bomar monk action, I was, which was pretty... I wanted. I was like, what if the whole book was about the Bomar monks? Yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking. I think I marked, like, a quote where they talked with the... Because he wasn't actually a Bomar monk. He was, like, a brain. No, he was a spider brain guy. But the monks had had turned him. Yeah, no. he The monks had turned him into a brain. And he talked about, like, now I'm here and Jabba's dead, so I get the last laugh. And I laugh every day. Yeah. And You know what? That's a great attitude. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, a brain in a jar. He was, <laughs> real, he was real creepy. Oh, yeah. when So Luke's plan, in addition to going to Jabba's house for nothing was to go to yeah. Obi-Wan's house to try to make contact with the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi there. Because that's a... Like, why would he be there? That's not, you know, yeah. whatever. And he actually says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, in an attempt to get Obi-Wan Kenobi to show what up. What is Obi-Wan gonna do? Tell what's him how to say? get Callista back in touch with the Force. No, I know. But what Obi-Wan's gonna say is, like, you're wasting your time. Go work at your school. Yeah. I don't have time for this BS. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what more do you want from the Force? It brought her, allowed her to inhabit a human body a, again. A human body, yeah. 35 years her after without her, her death. Jedi powers, you don't really love her. Yeah. You know? Like, if this is your... Yeah, they keep talking about how, like, they're so in love with each other, but, like, this... Her but being out not. of touch with the Force, like, they barely like each other. She hates yeah. him. Yeah. Well, also... She we hates him so in the, much. In the recap... But she, like, in order to, like, help out towards the end of the book, she sort of touches base with the dark side. Yeah. And that's, like, how she kind of, like, and that's one of the reasons why she leaves is because she's like, I don't want to involve you with this. Um, So, like, yeah, they're just, they're not, they're definitely not, obviously they're not meant to be because, oh, and there's the part in the beginning where Mara Jade shows up for I don't know what reason. She (laughs) swings by. Which seems like she does. And, um... She has, like, a conversation with Callista, and Mara Jade's, like... Or Callista's, like, oh, I heard that, like, you and Luke had, like, a thing. And Mara Jade is, like, I wanted to murder his face, like, <laughs> for most of the time I've known him. 
But I wonder if that's like groundwork. Yeah, for later for... on. Yeah, Marjorie's yeah, like, I see. definitely want to kill him or wanted to. Yeah, I was like really hardcore. Like, I'm definitely gonna murder that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Not into... But oh yeah, I was. I told you in text. I have a. I have a theory. It doesn't really come oh, yes. out with with me. Luke as much. But I have a theory as to what like the theme of this novel is. I think I know like what idea mm-hmm. unites everything. Okay. And because the, it's rare that a Star Wars novel gets a theme. Yeah. <laughs> the theme of this novel is that teamwork is for suckers. Like, <laughs> this book just what? nonstop craps on, like, committees and meetings and cooperation. Well, that's like a Kevin J. Anderson thing, It's a thing, very right? Kevin J. Anderson thing, but the way it comes across is that, like, cooperation of any kind is just nonsense. <laughs> because you have the, like, the factions of Imperial warlords. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's also Leia complaining about, like, the New Republic can never make any oh, decisions. Yeah. Leia hates her job so much. And then there's all the stuff with, like, Durga and the weapons guy. I mean, the weapons mm-hmm. guy, I was, I wrote down somewhere, I was like, oh, this is definitely, like, a guy that Kevin J. Anderson worked with, kind of. Yeah. Character. At that, at that place. Yeah. Yeah. The, the defense. What was it? The moss yeah. insulation? Yeah. Because yeah, he had one of those before, too, where it's just like tons of like characters having inane meetings. Like, that's a real yeah. Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah, he really loves to, sh- to crap all over. He really is like, you're, I know this is a Star Wars <laughs> novel, but I'm going to real, I'm going to do some real scathing bureaucracy takedowns. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, Star Wars is not really a world of bureaucracy. No, not at all. Uh, but there's tons of it here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. And those, like, which I don't really understand how they were connected to anything, but that, like, group that had, like, the hive mind. Yeah. There's, like, a group that Durga was working with that is a group of aliens. They can be called an overmind. I yeah, they, they are basically hive back mind, to an overmind. But, yeah. Um, and they're really, like, kind of useless and obnoxious. and Yeah. Yeah. And then there's I mean, like that's why we have sixty three chapters where like individual people are doing things. yeah and the the and Doris eighty one's homeworld right which is very oh yeah like, that's right yeah so Doris eighty one if I don't remember if we talked about it in the Jedi Academy trilogy episodes but he's a clone yes he's the 80, 81st clone yeah. and and he's like an anomaly because most of them are all about like you know sort of living to serve the group and he just happened to be force sensitive and that's like never happened before. And, but then on his planet, it's sort of, everyone is supposed to just do the same job that the previous clone did. did. So Doris Gady one was supposed to take over for Doris Gady and they are also super like bureaucratic and not listening to sense and caring more about procedure than logic. And yeah, so yeah, like, and then Kevin J. Anderson blows up their plan. Yeah, in vengeance. So, yeah. so yeah, really, like working together is for suckers in yeah. Yeah. in these books. I mean, that's maybe the theme of like, or one of the themes of these books overall, right? And that's the like the ping ponging across the galaxy, the like separate everybody, like, God forbid, two characters, yeah, like have anything. Meet- and work together to do anything. And so often they're ping-ponging around 
like duplicating each other. So, right. you know, Kip Duran and Doris Gainey one will find out about Dala. Right. This in one place at the same time that Han and Leia find out about Dala in another place at the that same place. time that yeah. Dala attacks the Jedi Academy. And so they're finding out about her at that place. Right. Right. Like, what's the point of watching all of this unfold the, over and over? We also got to see Dala her, from her own perspective. Right. Which is ridiculous she really yeah that yeah that was she's troubling <laughs> she's a real weirdo um yeah there's one part where she remember she's like explaining to pelinor about how she came up in the in yeah. the empire and she tells her whole story about being a woman being passed over and so assuming a secret identity and then she was doing all these amazing things under an assumed anonymous identity, right. and then Tarkin scooped her up and made her an admiral. And she said, she smiled with a memory she had not allowed for some time. Once, he overheard a young lieutenant mutter that I had achieved my rank only because I was sleeping with Tarkin. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Tarkin arrested the lieutenant, placed him in an environment suit with a day's worth of air in low orbit. We both ran the calculations and estimated that he would make about 20 orbits before he dropped deep enough into the atmosphere to burn up. Neither of us knew whether his air would run out first or if he would be incinerated. Either circumstance provided a fine punishment, a gruesome example for Moff Tarkin's crew to see. It was particularly effective that he left the lieutenant's comm system open, so that for the full day, everybody aboard could hear his words over the ship's intercom, pleading, cursing, screaming. Dalla finished her own drink and placed the empty glass beside Pelinor. It actually says Pelions, but who cares? <laughs> After that time, no one ever suggested that I received my rank only because Tarkin was my lover. Like, that's a real yeah. sweet story to her. Also, she, I'm not, not to put a smudge on Dala's accomplishments, because she, she but, earned it all the way, but she was sleeping was with Tarkin. Sleeping with that's what I was thinking about the whole time, too. I was like, but you were sleeping with him. You were <laughs> also sleeping with him. So, like, that guy thinking that you got it because you were sleeping, like, you did right. earn it, but you also but, were sleeping with him. Right. Like, he had a reason to think that maybe... And, like, that's not, you know, it's not a knock on you. A lot of women who have earned it have also had right. to <laughs> sleep with people over the years. Right. But it's not on the level of, like, Peggy Olsen being offended that right. people assume she got the job for sleeping with Don, because Peggy didn't sleep with Don. Didn't sleep with Don. Right. Right. But exactly. Dolla was sleeping with Tarkin. <laughs> yeah. That is also one of, like seven gruesome imperial executions described oh yeah they're just in these books like i've never thought of the empire as people who were really going in on like creative super personal batman villain style death no traps like no they would just take you out and shoot you yeah because they're doing stuff but in these books it is like the joker (laughs) like like the joker and jigsaw of the saw movies yeah came together and and were like like, thinking that up how should we kill this guy yeah (laughs) because apparently the emperor which you would think this would have come up more maybe it has but the emperor could transfer a person's consciousness to a clone when he felt like it oh yeah there's so you know the best who's Bevel's a clone, right? Yeah, so Bevel was, like, a weapons dude, so I guess the Emperor wanted to keep him around, but every time he screwed up, the Emperor would just, like, yeah, would horribly him. murder him and then move him into a different body, 
but retaining yeah. the memories of how he had been executed before. And that was like seven yeah. times. It was mm-hmm. like being eaten alive by terrible bugs and being dipped slowly into molten metal and being shot out the airlock and this little just just felt weird. Yeah. And I was having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> just like, but just with Bevel. Yeah. Everything else is business. <laughs> real, like a real different side of the Emperor. I mean, we learned last book that he had a bunch of concubines. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Emperor's got all kinds of things going on in his personal life. <laughs> to me, it's like... That we know nothing about. Like the Emperor is like someone playing The Sims. Like... Yeah, yeah. No. You build a build a room with no doors. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> now I'll delete the toilet in Bevel's house. Get them in the pool and take take the, take the ladder off. Oh, <laughs> you mean like, and then you just bring it back and it's fine. Right, it's fine. <laughs> oh my god, I love this sim. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Creative ways to kill your Sims is like <laughs> at least eighty percent of the point of it. the first Sims game, at least the first Sims game. Yeah, not installing a smoke detector, surefire way. Yeah, they're out. Although Sims Two, I think, was when they introduced the actual Grim Reaper coming, and oh, yeah. loved ones could plead with the Reaper. It's <laughs> it dark. It was a real weird game for children. My favorite, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but my favorite, one of my favorite sim things is that when they would, like, pee themselves, they would either laugh, like, if someone was there, yeah. another sim, they'd either laugh in their face or, like, hug them. Yeah, they would, like, rub their back. And, <laughs> They're so and be like, abba jabba dee, yub dub. Dub dub. <laughs> it's like they're either like the worst people in the world or so sweet. Like if you need yeah. to make friends with another sim, just go to their house and invite them to dance over and over. <laughs> so you're just like dancing on the front lawn for four hours. <laughs> they have a best friend. I mean, that's how I make friends. That's how we became friends. That's exactly how we became friends. I just showed up at your house during dinner. We danced. We danced the lombada until dawn. <laughs> oh, Sam's. Yeah, and that's the emperor. That's and that's the emperor. <laughs> he is a child. He is a child playing the Sims. Just when it comes to Bevel. Yeah, but it was just Bevel. I didn't really feel... Oh, and Bevel also had a lot of flashbacks to the building of the first Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, there were flashbacks. Like, I feel like that's not really usually a Kevin J. Anderson thing. There no. were quite a few flashbacks. There were a lot of flashbacks to, like, the construction of the Death Star. And it's weird, because he and Queez Dukes, like, have a scene together, and Queez is like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. Yeah, Queez kind of... Like... <laughs> yeah, Queez kind of <laughs> mad at him, where she's like, you told me that we were not building weapons, that these things were not going to harm anyone, and he's like, you yeah. are really dumb. Right. You're the biggest dummy I've ever met. <laughs> so sorry, dumb dumb. That's kind of the the conversation. It's like, yes. Yeah, no, that's it. But you are a moron, so. Yeah, and I was like, what is Wedge and Quizooks, what are they doing? Yeah, why are we getting so much of that? Like, I fully, there's like. Are we supposed to be rooting for them? I am not rooting for them. Like, I'm not rooting I'm not against either. them, but. No, I could, I just don't want to see it. I just don't care at all. <laughs> like, there's a lot of pages wasted. With Wedge yeah. and Kizooks. Yeah. I don't know. I just, 
I don't have a problem with Wedge. He's there. He has a great mustache. He's reliable. But I just, I didn't walk away from the movies being like, I need more of that guy. No. No. Or if, like, if we're going to get this much Wedge, like, you have to build a better character. Because, I mean, maybe they do in the X-Wing books, which I guess we'll get to eventually. Yeah. But he doesn't but, have much personality. Like, no, there's zero personality. Just, like, he He's enjoys just, like, flying around. He likes Quizooks. He likes his friends. He doesn't like the Empire. Bada yeah. boom. That's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's anybody in Star Wars. Even, yeah, you know, basically. Admiral Akbar, who I wasn't as invested <laughs> yeah. in as other people seem to be. He's got a oh, personality. Yeah, really... He's got some stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, and plots that, like, carry over. Yeah. Like, it was just like Kevin Anderson's like, oh, they're going to want to see what happened to Wedge and Quee. And like, no, we don't. Yeah, we better <laughs> check in on these guys. <laughs> I'd rather not, thank you. That corn, ho- oh. that corn horn book said that they weren't going to make it, but let me tell you, they're going to make it. <laughs> Get, yeah. F that guy. <laughs> this couple is going, they are endgame. <laughs> they are <laughs> going the distance. <laughs> I don't know if they do, though. I don't know either. I feel like the, the Jedi Order, New Jedi Order could throw a wrench and all that yeah um but we should talk about the kids a little bit oh jesus christ so not that there's much to add there's not too much going on other than they're being raised by deeply incompetent indifferent parents yes um they take them out for like a fast food dinner they take okay (laughs) yeah i actually marked what okay. they all ate because they ate like cubes of protein i was just like why i understand that we're in space but we could do better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Leia said, The twins loved colored cubes of fizzing protein gelatin, though Leia couldn't stand the stuff. Han had chosen a greasy Corellian dish, while Leia contented herself with hydroponic greens sprinkled with intense flavor crystals. A salad. Yeah. So, Han <laughs> got a salad. Jason and Jada got brightly colored fizzing uh, cubes fizzing of cubes. protein jello. And they did not feed Anakin. <laughs> no, Anakin just, you know what? They're just like, he's too weird. No, we're just going to give gonna, up on him now. We're not going to feed this kid. And maybe he'll leave us alone. Yeah, maybe he won't murder us in our sleep. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, like a previous point where they're talking about the kids. They're like, yeah, we've got twins. They're loud and obnoxious. And then. Yeah, says, I really don't like them, actually. <laughs> sucks. I want you to do a better job. It says, baby Anakin, now nearly two, remained quiet and withdrawn, sleeping a lot, barely attempting to talk. Sleeping a lot? There's something wrong. Like, take this child to the pediatrician. <laughs> He's not trying. Not- like, an almost two-year-old who is not bad, who is not babbled. Like, right. that is to be addressed. And who is sleeping all the time. Like, we need to get baby Anakin's hearing checked. We need to, you know, check the mark. Like, a lot. There's developmental milestones being missed here. Yes, for sure. So I worry. Yeah, that's a real that's a real concern. There's a lot of red flags. <laughs> yeah. About this kid. Yeah. I feel like they mostly leave the kids at home in this book. Oh yeah, most of the kids are at home, but they do pop up once in a while. I mean it's mostly of like Leia hating her job, hating She hates her being job mother, so not knowing what she's doing with her life yeah well no she's just deeply deeply unhappy yeah yeah color cubes as they all are fizzing protein gelatin that sounds disgusting like, i'm with Leia on that like, one how could you get a three-year-old to eat that though that's a nightmare yeah i like what even what, what does fizzing mean 
Why is it physics? In a cube form. Why is it like? Is it like sizzle? Like, like pop rocks? Like that's what I'm thinking of. Like a cube of like Jello. Yes. But like, if you crack into it, <laughs> physics. That's a bit of my imagination. Like when you bite it. Yeah, like, it, like yeah, maybe fizzing. a little pop rocky. I feel like rocky. it's fizzing on the plate. Oh, like it's sizzling, like it's like like it just came yeah. out of the <laughs> like it's like it's not actually hot, hot, but it's yeah. doing like the sound and stuff of like fajitas freshly brought to oh, your table, or like Rice Krispies, like when you put them in the bowl. Okay, like... yes, could be Rice Krispies yeah. as well. <laughs> do you think the they're? Do you pop. think they're served warm or cold? I think they're served cold, which is why I, I it is the more rice disgusting crispy. to me. Yeah, and the Rice Krispies, but like I think it's cold cubes of like. A gelatin-like thing that has, I guess, a lot of protein, which, like, is great, but we need other things. Yeah. Like, can't just give kids protein. No. <laughs> it's not going <laughs> to cut it. Um, also, what restaurant is that that, like, Han got a greasy plate of Karelian fast food, Leia got a weirdo salad, and the kids got fizzy rocks, and <laughs> Anakin was served to nothing. <laughs> they straight up like, did not feed Anakin at this meal. Yeah. They also went to that place in disguise, which I'm going to be like, no. Yeah. You have twins and a weirdo a, baby. You know, and weirdo a, baby. And a Wookiee. And a 3 Sleeping all the time because you're not feeding him. And he has no energy. <laughs> you terrible, terrible people. Like, take care of your child. <laughs> yeah. Any of them. <laughs> this is a pick one. Pick a child and also pick Anakin because he is an angel. Yeah, Anakin turns out to be the best of all of them. Yeah. Like, and guess what? He doesn't survive that long. No. So you can try. They try. They never once Cherish tried. the time you have with that kid. Yeah, they're going to look back and be like, I wish we'd fed him more often. Yeah, I wish maybe we got him checked out and <laughs> helped him. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, those poor kids. I'm just flipping back through my highlights when Callista asks Luke to take her to, take her to the various places that have been important to him with the mm. Force. He says, I can show you many places. It'll be like a pilgrimage to the worlds that influenced my life. First of all, I'm so pissed at him. He barely trained at all. No. That's the problem of Luke. Is that, like His training was incomplete. It was all over the place. It was a mess. If I was Luke, I'd be like, whatever we do, let's not do what I did. Because it <laughs> sucked. Like... Terrible. And also, all of his training took place on Dagobah. All of it took place on Dagobah, and it wasn't even that much. No, he had 20... It all took place on Dagobah, and when he was like, I gotta go, Yoda was like, you cannot leave, you're not ready, you are currently have a D, like, we need to work on this. <laughs> and Luke was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going... I was like, I cannot pass this class, like, you will not pass. And Luke's like, I'm going to graduation. Yeah, and he was like, fine, they're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Enjoy losing, sucker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like that like was he it. flat out said you're not ready. He had 20 minutes with Obi Wan on the Falcon where he got his he got shot with a little yeah and thing. he sucked at it. He didn't do a great job there. Then he had one near death hallucination on Dagobah on Hoth that sent him to Dagobah. Right, which to me is not training. That's just Obi Wan being like, hey, try not to die. You need training. Can you go visit Yoda so I'm not I could sleep at night? Like, <laughs> Please. Please not actively die this moment. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Like I apparently cannot rest. My soul cannot rest until you my weary are trained. Soul. I spent <laughs> so the last, I dedicated the last <laughs> third of my life to watching over you blundering around the desert. Apparently it wasn't yeah. enough. Now I've got to watch you. Right. Now I'm in limbo waiting for peace and I got to watch Could you, you just handle your flounder around Hoth like an idiot. Like, Which is why eventually Obi-Wan as a ghost came to live and was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right, he said, I'm done with you. Said, I'm done with you. I'm not doing Skywalkers. this anymore. You started Jedi Academy. That'll keep you busy. I'm done. Right. Don't and call guess me. what? Didn't keep him busy. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work because he could give a shit. No. <laughs> but yeah, so then, yeah, Dagobah, he's there for like, a, I don't know how long, a couple weeks maybe? Yeah. At the most? I don't know. The Empire Strikes Back I, takes place either over... Two weeks I think it takes place or nine months. Like I have no idea. I think it's months. I think I think Empire actually takes place over quite some time. I think it is months, but, yeah. but it doesn't totally it, it it's in a way that doesn't totally make sense because in the seventies and eighties they didn't feel like movies owed you an explanation. They're just No, like, and they didn't. They're right. They're like, Did you have a good That's time? Fine. Good. Shut the F up. Like, right, right, exactly. <laughs> um people did not yeah, so, people did not jump onto the chain letter to talk about message to talk about plot holes in the 80s yeah I'm not. they were just like that movie was delightful <laughs> it was great yeah <laughs> and good for them yeah it was a good time i agree but yeah he wasn't on think about all that long no and then but that's the only like, place goes... you can make an argument because they go to hoth and like what are you even thinking is going to happen on hoth i don't know that's i hoth to me is just a fool's errand yeah <laughs> i don't know what you thought like, I guess maybe Luke thought of that moment as, like, a really a big important one. for him. But, like, that's just you personally, Luke. Like, look <laughs> at the big picture, please. <laughs> like, him, I guess, grabbing the lightsaber out of the ice thing. Oh. I guess. That's sort of what I was thinking. Because, like, why does the Wampa show up? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like... Like he's not a character. He's just a get monster. Back in touch with the Wampa. Like check in on how the Wampa's been he, doing all this he time. He reconnected with the He wouldn't reconnect with his pals on Tatooine, no. but like Cammy knock and on the door of the one armed Wampa and <laughs> see how Cammy and Fixer are doing. <laughs> Take our time to go back and murder one one armed Wampa. Yeah, I gotta have unfinished business with the Wampa. Yeah, me and this Wampa I'm, yeah. I used to be more beautiful. My jaw dropped when he was like, "Oh, that wombo only has one eye." I was like, Are you no, kidding I was me? <laughs> that was like Jaws for the revenge. Like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> the, the shark followed him back. Yeah, like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> he was like waiting for Luke to land on Hoth again. Yeah, it's like he was like ready. He'd been like telling his story to all the other wampas. Yeah, Just, like here's what getting them ready. Yeah. I felt like when I was ringing it that there was a million things to say, but it's almost like there's too many. Like, what am I even going to do? Yeah, what are we going to, yeah. Oh, at one point when she's going into her meeting or something, Dala mentions that she's now accompanied by Imperial Red Guards. Where'd she pick them oh, up? Oh, yes. They just, I don't know, but they're on the cover. Are they just like in uniform waiting around for someone to come and assert to them that they I lead think, the Empire yeah. now? It seems like they just hang out in a location, and if somebody is, like, powerful enough to try and restart the Empire, they're like, like all, all right. right. I guess we're <laughs> we'll in. We'll follow you, I guess. You need, you need the aesthetic, so. Yeah, it's important. 
<laughs> just show up. <laughs> oh, Admiral Dala. Yeah, I mean, I kind of enjoy Dala as a villain. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely more interesting than she's a lot of the other. More, I mean, she's more interesting than Thrawn. So much better than Thrawn. Pelinor has to be so happy to be hanging out with Dala. Yeah, now. yeah, because she's like got a personality and isn't. Also, completely awful. They talk about Pelinor's mustache a lot, and I don't remember mm-hmm. that from the Thrawn books. I don't remember that. And I was maybe thinking, he grew it out. Like he grew out his mustache. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't have Thrawn anymore. Like I've got to establish a new thing. I've got to figure out who I am. Maybe I think who he I grew am on. is someone with a mustache. <laughs> maybe he grew on, and Thrawn made fun of him so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, that he like shaved it off, and he like. He's never like, now, tried again. He's like, now he's I'm like, free. No, yeah, yeah it's been years. Thrawn is dead. I'm going to. I'm gonna go for this. Grow out my mustache. Yeah, yeah. no, we were probably weren't allowed to have a mustache working for Thrawn. No, probably had to be very clean shaved. Very clean shaved. Yeah, I would think so. That would be my guess. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. There's a lot of Durga in this book. There's a lot of Durga. He's like he was super excited about that plan. He was. And we get more, like, there's one, we also meet another hut who's, like, an underweight hut. And apparently being an underweight yeah. hut is... Oh, it's, like, the worst. The worst thing you can be. His name was Korda. He says, Durga... Dis- yeah, he was, like, his slave, Yeah, right? he's his slave, which is, like, super anti-hut to, like, enslave another hut. Uh, yeah. But Korda said, he says, he keeps me because I am so despicable. He shames me by placing me in situations where I must appear to be important, though it is obvious to anyone with eyes that I am worthless. This makes me feel even more downtrodden, which keeps Durga happy, and therefore I am content. It's a lot of these kind yeah. of dynamics. It's a lot of like Kevin Jane. Very complicated, <laughs> complicated dynamics. A lot of weird oh, they relationships. Han and Leia go to like a hut spa. Yeah, that is a and Leia weird, like jumps right in. That is a weird <laughs> moment where. Korda is giving them a tour of Durga's. Oh yeah, because they're waiting for Durga to like yeah. join them. So, so they're like, "Well, what do we yeah, do? Korda's, Show you the canteen." Yeah, Korda's Show like, "Well, them. would you like to visit our dungeons?" And they're like, "No, thank you." No. And yeah. Korda says, "I don't." Really he's know. very sweet. Yeah, he's like, "I don't know what else to do." Yeah, we could go to like the kitchen and get some food. Yeah. Like, well, what do you? <laughs> what do you want? So he shows them the spa where the huts like to roll around in this really like putrid, filthy swamp water. Yeah. And then there's also, for guests, like a clean water area. And Leia just like yeah. hops right in the hot tub. Yeah, just whatever. And it wasn't clear to me, but I guess she just climbs in with all her clothes on? Or is she naked? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like did she bring confused. a swimsuit? <laughs> She's always prepared for a spa. Yeah, like, just, just, <laughs> a spa under- could break out at any time. I've got to be ready. Right, so you just wear your bathing suit under... <laughs> All your clothes. And, and then, ready like, after she, she's hanging out in the bathtub, and then Durga, like, pops up through the swamp water. Pops in, yeah. He's like, hey, yeah. how's it going? We're in the spa together. We're in the bathhouse together. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> yeah, Durga insists that you see his bathhouse. And I was just like, I'm not sure if Durga understands the connotations of bathhouse in yeah. non-hut society. Because yeah. it's a different it's a different scene different. than what you're looking for with Han and Leia. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's who Durga is. From what we know no. of hut sexuality, which seems to be pretty right. non-sexual. Right. Sexual at all. Seems yeah. like they just switch genders and reproduce when they feel like it. Yeah. Oh, huts. <laughs> I mean, it was good to... Remember hut talk? It was good to get back to some hut talk. <laughs> it 
there's just like not quite enough huts for hut talk, but this is No, I wish there was more like less of that like Well Durga seems to be well, okay, let's get let's get into some hut talk here. Durga seems to <laughs> be isolated from the other huts. Like he does yes. not seem to have maintained any prestige in his clan. I wonder if he even has yeah. a plan at this point because Jabba I'm and Jillian sure had his father killed. Had Durga's father right. killed. Had, had Dur- yeah. And Durga and he, got vengeance. He killed Jillian. Yeah. But he also ended up indebted to Shijor, Zizor, whoever he is. That, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so, like, maybe the fact that he was Zizor's employee means that he's sort of cast out of hut society maybe but he seems to be pretty powerful i mean he's like running yeah but i wonder if that's why he wants a super weapon is to be like make all the huts respect him again love him again yeah because even though he's got money and power it seems like they might not be like well you yeah disgraced hut like how could a hut serve a lesser a lesser being that would be my guess Mm. from what we know of hut culture from, right. from our hot talk days. From previous episodes of Hot Talk. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, did Durga die? I guess when the dark saber was destroyed, did Durga get killed in this one? I don't think so. Maybe. If so, I guess Dala, that would be the end Dala of our major Pelinor. hats. Yeah, I would like him to come back. Yeah, like let's why would we need to say goodbye to Durga? We can always do more. <laughs> it's always good you to still have... got Callista to deal with. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of mad that Durga was so mean to the underweight hut because he has a birthmark and the other huts felt like he should have been squished yeah. at birth, but... Squished at birth, yeah. But well, Kibik maybe... took great care of him. He's taken it out on this... He's taken out his... Yeah. His childhood on this other... I get the feel. Oh, it looks like Durga did die. Oh, he did in die in the dark saber. Yeah, this book was weird. Not, I mean, weird is the wrong word. This book was odd in the sense that, like, it's part of this loose whatever trilogy, the Callista trilogy, but it sort of stands on its own. But I also feel like, even though it's four hundred and thirty pages <laughs> and sixty three chapters and a thousand plot points. I feel like nothing happened. Yeah. I agree with that assessment. Because really... Like we're just bouncing around. We're set... Like, they're trying to build this weapon. It doesn't work. Like the, Yeah, I mean, Dala it really just Connor. seems to be bad guys have plans. Those don't work right, And out. they all fail. Yeah. Right. And usually, like, you have the build-up, right, of, like, either it's a trilogy or it's one book or whatever, but there's, like, some successes, right, that the, like, villains... Yeah. Think that there's a possibility, right? They even win though some. Not logically, right? But they win some, and in this, they're just like a mess. Like nobody knows what they're doing. No, they are. And then, like, there's a whole sub thing with a dude who had been telling Durga he was an imperial general when actually he was just like some random screw up who got a hold of a general's right. outfit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's stupid. That's what I think this book is. Some real oddness going on. Yeah. It's just a very odd, like it, it, there are, like we said in the beginning, there are ways that this book feels like very much like a Kevin J. Anderson Star Wars novel, but in other ways, it just doesn't seem to fit in a larger, like in a larger picture. Like, you, what do we need this book for? Like, what do we get? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Like, there's no new characters introduced. Like, I mean, except maybe Bevel. Like, yeah, but I in mean... In terms of major characters that can But in terms of, the like, the universe. larger Star Wars universe story, I feel like the only thing that happens in this book is that Callista leaves Luke. Right. And, like, she could have done that... And he's sad. She could have done that between books. In the... Yeah, we didn't need to see them go on the worst vacation oh, in history. he is to... so sad. He, I, I, he's real The sad. page where he's thinking about it, as two powerful Jedi Knights, they should have been a perfect pair. They could have been deliriously happy, precisely matched, and they would have been if circumstances hadn't repeatedly conspired against them. Um, which is, again, you don't know, this is nothing about her as a person. You just want to sleep with someone right. else who has superpowers powers but like you have a whole school of people <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like up with what that, makes her different than anyone the else your witches like they're yeah dtf like yeah why are you from barry <laughs> like, why didn't you their go manual to joe like she was very game yeah she was there for it <laughs> and you wouldn't have to there raise those children else. Those, those very powerful force children, like the Dathomir witches would raise them, and when they grew to adulthood, they could come to your academy and train, and you could be like, you're my children, I will not make an effort for you either, like, welcome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, find a place to sleep, whatever. There we go. <laughs> yeah. You're enrolled. Great. <laughs> no paperwork. Yeah, or, yeah, I mean, it just, uh, yeah, there's just no specific reason why he loves her more than any other potential yeah jedi knight except that she's like super hot she's so hot because she's in gray's mm. body which is so creepy yeah which is and not at all addressed no like Tion, there's a moment where tion kind of flinches at, about the fact that she's in gray's body but later it says yeah. Callista stood by Luke's side at the boarding ramp to a nondescript space yacht. Luke saw her in profile, her long face and generous lips, her highlighted blonde hair that had been cropped short and was still growing out from her stormtrooper haircut on the eye of Palpatine. Han had once called her the blonde with the legs, and Luke couldn't argue with that description. Except, the blonde with the legs and the stormtrooper haircut are both things that happened to Cray. Cray, yeah. Like, those were both about Cray, not Callista. Yeah. Well, imagine, like... I know we do this all the time. We rewrite the book. Yeah. But wouldn't it have been so much more interesting if their journey through this book, not necessarily a literal journey, just like their narrative, right? Luke and Callista was about like her having to deal with the fact that she's in this woman's body. Maybe, you know, there's complicated emotions, right? That she's like merged with this person or... She has to deal with the fallout of, like, going back to the Jedi Academy and, like, all of Kray's friends are there. Yeah. And like, Kray might have been family somewhere, like... Right. Like, who knows? And, and you know, her trying to get it back in touch with the Force is part of that, maybe. But, like, to me, that's, like, we're just glossing over what is maybe the most interesting thing yeah. about the character. Or at least the most, like, engaging, right? That... I mean, just, if you're just going to, like, go body snatcher and feel like no one should have anything to say with about it, about it, like, I don't think you need to be in touch with the Force. You seem like a very messed right. up person. you seem fine. You right. seem... Like, let's not give you superpowers <laughs> if that's how you feel about you it. You seem like you really are not good at being connected with other beings. You're not... Yeah. You have com- or even a complete that, lack of empathy. Right. Or even that Luke is like, you know, I was so in love with this ghost woman 
and now she's in the body of a student that I cared a lot about who sacrificed herself so we could survive. I have a lot of confused feelings about that. Yeah, like, this is like, like maybe this is let's hard talk for about me. it. Whenever I look at you, I see Cray. Like I'm this is tough. Right. Right. And not like, oh, thank God you got a hot body. <laughs> it's just like it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah it's, but it was it was a fun one. It was a fun return to return it to was, form. Yeah. I mean It was a return to form. I, for it sure. was really challenging me until I started realizing that I could I started remembering how to skip skim and skip and yeah. <laughs> then I was like, Okay, I got it. I'm there. I'm good. Yeah. Right. And we I mean gotta, we gotta we had a long break. We gotta get oof. back into it. Luke in the hands of Kevin J. Anderson does not thrive. Right, which is why we had such a long-standing problem with Luke. Yeah, I mean, it's never been solved. Journey. It's never been solved. No, it's never been resolved. But but the books where he's not written by Kevin Janderson, he tends to come off at least a little better. At least a little he better. He's pretty yeah. good in True Sepakura. I think that's still True Sepakura. I think was my favorite. Luke. Luke. And he's pretty good in uh, Courtship of Princess Leia. He doesn't. Ha- he has some yeah. boundary issues, but he's pretty good. Yeah, he just, yeah, Kevin Janderson just does not have a fond no. feelings like, for Luke. not in it for Luke. And, like, yeah. Leia is not great, but it's it's a solid Han. The supporting cast yeah, is Han good. Yeah, Han is fine. And the characters who Kevin Janderson introduces are good, and the alien yeah. worlds that he builds are always very interesting. Are good, yeah. And the yeah, nightmare scenarios he comes up with are appropriately scary or disquieting. Right. So, yeah. there's... Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's fun to be had. I would say like if there's a condensed version, go for that. Go for that. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, if there's like an audiobook where they cut yeah, out. Yeah, there's most a of if there's a four hour audiobook of this, you're set. Yeah, it's worth it's worth a it's a fun ride. That's yeah. all you need though. Yeah. But we go back to Barbara Hambly. Yeah. In Planet of Twilight. Planet of Twilight. Which I was trying I think... to read a description of this book and it's <laughs> confusing. Yeah, well, that sounds about right, I think. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I have not read Planet of Twilight before. I have not either. I don't. I didn't, hadn't read this one either, I don't think. I definitely had not. Um, so, so we, here we go. Yeah, says, but that's the last one. Uh, Nam Choros is a barren backwater world, once a dreaded prison colony, now home to a fanatic religious cult. It is here that Princess Leia has been taken captive by a ruthless and charismatic warlord bent on destroying the New Republic. Meanwhile, Luke lands on a mysterious planet in search of his lost love, Callista, only to discover the Force is his own worst enemy. But worst of all, Han, oh, no. <laughs> as Han, Chewie, and Lando leave Coruscant on a desperate rescue mission, a strange life form, unlike any the galaxy has ever seen, awakens. Life form so malevolent it will destroy anything, both Empire and New Republic, on its path to domination. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. All right. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the end of Callista, too. Yeah. I will not miss her. No. <laughs> Good riddance to Bad Rock. <laughs> <laughs> like, Do we want to quickly touch on star wars celebration because we didn't get to do that sure so obviously we saw the trailer for the new movie rise of skywalker rise of skywalker excited to see it i don't have anything insightful to say about that no not about the trailer other than like i'm excited to see the movie i always am 
the Papa Palpatine laughing at the end thing, like yeah, Papa Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> when Papa Palps showed up, I was yeah, <laughs> I was there. I was there for Papa Palps. Um, the the shot of like the remnants of the Death Star and stuff. Like, yeah, it was cool. It looks good. I'm excited. Yeah, it looks it looks like it'll be a good time. I think yeah, I think the most excited I got was for stuff about Galaxy's Edge. Me too. Uh, it's working on me so hard. I'm so excited for Galaxy's Edge. I know. <laughs> They're doing a number on me. <laughs> they've really got me figured out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're building it just for me. Yeah. Um, I'm not especially excited about the TV shows that they're coming out with, but I guess... Oh, Mandalorian. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't really know. I actually haven't looked like that much. I watched the footage, but I don't know. I mean, and that's just like I've never been a Star Wars TV shows person. Like for me, Star Wars is cinematic. Like that's yeah, no, part of what either. Star Wars is. Um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't really watched the, like Star Wars Rebels or me either. I mean, I've seen I've seen some of Rebels. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like it just does, no, it just no, doesn't yeah. call my name. Right. Yeah, I want a movie. Yeah, and just I need it or a book. I need a movie. <laughs> and once upon a time, I mean, when I was a kid reading these books, I would have also been obsessed with those TV shows because I would have been like any yeah. Star Wars. Oh content. yeah, for sure. Like, if just, I was like, a kid, give yeah. it to me. Um, that's why these books worked out because they're not right. especially good or anything for the most part, but they're Star Wars. So like, what are you gonna do? Right. And so yeah, whatever. Yeah, I have to read them. Yeah, if, yeah, because the the cartoons. We were we were quite a bit older, I think, when yeah. those when those started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I know a little bit about the cartoons, but not. <laughs> yeah, I watched the like original, the Clone Wars miniseries that was on like Cartoon Network. That's supposed um, to be good, but I didn't watch it. It was really good, and it's different than because it's it was you know a shorter. Yeah, it's like run. filling in the gaps. Yeah, because, yeah, that's, like, General Grievous, I think, gets introduced. Right, because I didn't watch that. that, and when General Grievous showed up, I was like, why am I supposed to act like I am invested in who this dude is? Yeah. Like, you've clearly already had 18 fights with him. <laughs> oh, he's an interesting one, huh? He had some um, weird stuff going on. Yeah. He had some He had some notes of Kevin J. Anderson about him. He did. General Grievous, that's yeah. True. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, lots of stuff coming up. It's exciting. And yes, yeah, next book is Planet of Twilight. Planet of Twilight. And that'll be a... Yeah, and we're going to be more regular. Yeah, things have kind of loosened up in our, our schedule. So hopefully we'll be back to an every two-week schedule. Yeah. And uh, barring any any other unforeseen events, yep. we should be... Should be can should be good. Back to back to regularly scheduled program. Yay! <laughs> Yay! But thanks for sticking with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. To our our long break. Be sure to get in touch with us on Twitter's the best place or our email. And yeah, or email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon. We're on Instagram, adolescenceafteralderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much. 